I'm from that dirt, 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 dirt. I'm all about that dirt, dirt, dirt. I'm throwing dirt, dirt, dirt. I miss that dirt, dirt, dirt. Gotta get back to I'm it. a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that dirt, dirt, dirt. I miss that dirt. Dirt. Gotta get back to it. I've been the Kenny Wallace of the rap game ever since I hit him with that dirt track thing. Now, nationwide, everybody knows my name. They're like, Mama, that's Kenny Montgomery. He sings that song we like. Yeah, well, that's me. Roll out the trailer, I'm flossing. Huh. Them Hoosier tires glossing. Them cold kind, we're tossing. They know I came to wreck it, yet I rarely bring out a caution. I hit the high side. Boy, I park it for Brian Clausen. Welcome to Throttled Up the Podcast. Often imitated, never duplicated. Your weekly home for the best in motorsports coverage. Even your grandpa talking about, man, that boy too cold. And it's been a long time, but welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast, live here from APR Media Studios. And Matt, life's gotten in the way a little bit for us here uh, last few weeks, but glad to be back in studio. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Both of us are very busy with everything else that occupies the rest of our life, so... Hey, but I got to jump off right here, and, and, and this is kind of special, something new we're trying, but we're, we're going to have our, our episodes presented by someone oh, each, each cool. week now, each, each time we, we, we jump on the mics here. And, and tonight, something that is just a really, really cool thing that's going on, but it's called Summer Bash Indiana. And if you guys haven't seen, it's been on my social media. Um, oh, somebody's saying we ain't got no sound. What, what's going on here? Let's see here. Let's try that again. Hey, there we are. So welcome back to uh, <laughs> Throttled Up the Podcast. We were talking about all you listeners right there and uh, saying all the nice things we had to say about Steve Peden prior to getting on here. But um, back in studio, Matt, and uh, you know, been out of studio here for a while and excited to be back in. But what I was saying was we're, we're going to start presenting our episodes by somebody, and, and tonight's is... Um, Summer Bash, Indiana, man, and and Summer Bash is so cool. It is the premier outdoor music festival in Indiana, and the two guys that are are heading it up, Brandon Perkins and Sam Jackson, great dudes. They literally built this idea out of they love to throw parties, and they love to throw parties with their friends, um, and kind of had built this idea of always having these summer backyard music parties well it is now built into a two-day camping extravaganza multiple bands um free cold beer uh all included in your ticket price um so it, uh, where do we sign up oh tell me about it tell me about it. what great great question www.summerbashindiana.com and again, I want to say this because I was talking to the guys the other day and it was funny, you know, them talking about some of the reaction they get back. Ticket prices are 80 bucks. And I understand, you know, people can look at that and go, $80 for a concert? It's it's a festival. And when you look at this... Does that include the camping also? Yeah, that's a, your whole weekend. That's so everything. 80 bucks outside of food, you're there. Yeah, you're there. That's pretty cheap, really. Live music... 
you know the whole nine yards shower house they just moved to a new campground it's outside of muncie new campground shower house everything so eighty dollars and that's what we were talking about like how many of us would slap down 80 bucks to go see metallica and you get a three-hour set and you're gone yeah and i'm telling you these guys this band collection and, and get on their their social media and check them out but this band collection is maybe the most eclectic band collection from you know hard rock to heavy metal to you know just some out there type stuff and but great great musicians um so make sure you, you you check them out. And like I said, if you guys are free, let's let's get their tickets sold. But again, summerbashindiana.com. And I also want to say this about it. When is it? Um, let me check to make sure. I want to say. Uh, if we're going to sell this thing for them, let's, let's get all the information. Yeah, you, yeah that would have been, you know, <laughs> you calling me out. Well, I'm thinking I might be sick on, on my Saturday job um, that weekend. Let me check here just to make sure. It is. Uh, July 9th and 10th. So July mm. 9th and 10th. And here, I, I got some of the lineup. Um, Sins of Calvary will be playing uh, on stage one, 7 p.m. Friday, so July mul- 9th. multiple stages. Oh, here. yeah, yeah. Um, Rachel's Bully. Uh, and like I said, check some of these guys out. This is one of my favorites. And this is one that is right up your alley. And I got to say, I'm really pumped about this one because in my other uh, business – at Fresh Prince, we are working out a deal to do these this band's summer tour shirts, but they're oh, called cool. Glamerica. Oh, and Glamerica is a tribute band to all the music of the '80s, oh, hair yeah. and glam metal. Um, That's what I lived back in the day, man. Yeah, it's. I mean, it is your your deal. Blue Luster is going to be there. Hollow Intent, Shades of Raven. Um, anything but human d7 american bombshell voodoo moonshine um framing the red the native howl uh rock rage radio and 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 a bunch more i mean i'm telling you guys check this stuff out go look at summer bash indiana again presented by bud light um one of their presenting sponsors there just i'm telling you one of the coolest things ever but i, I and i know everybody that's watching i know you get on here for for our racing coverage and, and we're getting ready to jump in there but i had to say this stuff about them um well, i'm appreciative of them uh when we first started i don't think anybody want to uh present us you know <laughs> well now they may not either after this but um but no i gotta say this like these guys it's amazing and there's this really cool thing up in, in new pal um, and it's called the challenger league and it is actually a baseball league for those with special needs and you know, these two guys, Sam Jackson and Brandon Perkins, went out and wanted to raise some money for this. And I'll probably get the numbers wrong, so if Sam or Brandon hear this, correct me. But basically set out, they wanted to make about 1500 bucks for this league. So they do their merchandise through us, being totally transparent, and they donated all of their royalties from the merchandise that weekend um, to the Challenger League. Sam Jackson also personally matched what they wow. sold, um, which I felt you know inspired and decided that we would match as well um but that's not even the cool part because they sold a lot of merch that weekend it was really cool the really cool part is their goal was fifteen hundred dollars i think by the end of it they they threw new palooza um 2021 big music festival in new pal i believe it was eight thousand dollars that they raised for this challenger league that's awesome and again these guys did all of that to give back so 
I'm telling you, just great group of guys, ton of fun. Check it out, summerbashindiana.com. Um, you know, tell them throttled up. APR Media Studios sent you. Just, I'm telling you, don't miss it. Great time. So, Matt, I want to jump off here, man. We have had, we've had a heck of a start to the 2021 racing season. Yeah, we have. Um, Changing of the guard. Great point. Why don't you Why don't you unpack that a little bit? Just uh, the youngsters are uh, flexing their muscles, and uh, you know we got some people not in seats that we've seen in seats for years and years. You know they they become spectators, and uh, some other people that are usually strong are you know they're still up front, but they're not dominating like they have for years. And the the youngsters are uh, they're flexing their muscles, and I'm I'm glad to see that. That's how our sport's going to stay alive. Is you know the one that comes to mind first with me is is uh jordan weaver you know he's uh he is uh, a strong individual in the modified class i believe and i'm gonna tell you this and and it you know we got the chance to talk to him on the pre-race show a couple weeks ago and and you and i have talked about him a lot just ultimately one of the most impressive young kids i've been around at a racetrack just in how he carries himself his competitiveness I mean, his work ethic, it can't say enough. But it was really interesting and probably one of the best answers I've heard because I asked him, I said, dude, you got a ton of talent and you've, you've really started to build a name for yourself. So when do you jump? When do you jump out of the modified? When do you try and go late model racing? And his exact answer was, number one, I got a lot left to do in the modified because I got to be Devin Gilpin good in the modified before I want to go somewhere. Now, do I think he's got enough talent to jump into that Indiana late model series and, and compete? Yes. But I love that idea that I am going to dominate first. It just it shows who he is and how he how he ticks. I think I'm the most impressed of his talent and how grounded he stays though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he he's very humble when you speak to him. You know, he's got a grin on his face, but I would too, you know, with that and and uh He's appreciative of any kind of support he gets, and I, that's what I like. You know, he doesn't expect the support. He's very appreciative when he gets, you know, support. And just, again, just a kid that's not scared of the moment. And I said this, too, and, and I think we're seeing it. For the last few years, especially since Devin got out of the modified full-time, at Brownstown Speedway, we've had some great modified drivers. I'm not taking anything away. But if those regional or national touring guys came in – it was hard to say they weren't going to check out on mm-hmm. us. You know, when the Nick Hoffmans, the Tyler Nicely's, you know, those cats came in. I'm telling you right now, and and I'm sure he'll listen because, you know, he he always does, but Adam Stricker, Tyler Nicely, Nick Hoffman, you guys, you're going to battle with Weaver when you come to Brownstown. But Cole Followay also yes, is an, another and, great one. And Braden Watson, you know, all those youngsters, you know, yeah, they're going to battle with the Nicely's and, 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 you know, Nick and all those guys. It's that's what's coming and that's what i'm so excited about you know is we got local drivers you know when i was a kid brownstown speedway had every tough local driver that could race against anybody in the nation and, and we're starting to build that back up and i'm so excited about that you know and you and you said the changing of the guard and and i have to say this i was telling jim price this the other day when i was over at brownstown a little bit early before the races started and you talk about some guys that aren't in seats anymore and the first two that jump off the page are Marty and Don O'Neill. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm there at the icebreaker, 
and here comes Marty, and it's about, I don't know, 3, 30, 4 o'clock, and he's walking up there, and he's enjoying a cold beverage already, which, I mean, everybody, I think, knows how much Marty enjoys cold beverages, yeah. but obviously never before the race kicks off, he's right there. And not 15 feet behind him, here comes Don pushing his grandkids in a stroller, and I thought, that's that's late model history oh, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Now walking up as as a as a as a spectator yeah. and but cool because you know when you look at that too on that side, Tyler Neal. Yeah, I mean, it, I hate to give Zach Burton credit for anything, but I got to on this one. He said it best this week when he shared the highlights from Bloomington. Water is wet and Tyler Neal is fast. Yeah, period. I mean, the dude is on a rail right now. I agree. And, you know, it, it's it's just amazing to watch how much he has grown over the last two or three years. And I'm telling you, he is going to be tough to mess with in that Indiana Pro Late Model Series all year long. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I, I feel bad. I kind of pumped him up being undefeated there week three when Peden came in and beat him, but... Uh you know you got to pump stuff like that up and you know he broke the track records at a you know new qualifying time there and it's like holy cow you know well we talked um as people probably know now and have sent their complaints in i i tried to fill your shoes last friday night um at bloomington and um and i did get the opportunity though when i went down there because when we talked to tyler on the pre-race show he he said his lucky charm was getting married to Morgan Neal, uh, Morgan Peden previously, and said that he was undefeated, 3-0 and since he had gotten married to Morgan. Well, that night, he's on the pre-race show. He goes out breaks a track record. So me being the, the sarcastic one I am, I said, hey, she may be your lucky charm, but hey, being on the pre-race show track record, I mean, let's throw some love to me. Well, I mentioned that on the front stretch at Bloomington that he was undefeated until then, and Morgan said that he had been grounded all week because he didn't listen to some things she told him to do there at Brownstown. So I, I think he's been in the doghouse. <laughs> it's harder than uh, people think it is, by the way. Isn't it? Much, much. And, and, you know, I struggled. I, I got a funny text message from Brandon Allman who, who made fun of me and said, you got really good at calling the caution by the end. And, I, and it was, but I, I get in that caught moment because some of the other things that I've I've done in the tower, I've never announced before. I've, I've worked the radios. I've helped spot cautions and call cautions. Well, when you're just spotting and not announcing, it's caution, 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 caution. caution. I mean, you, you repeat it several times and make yeah. sure everyone hears. Well, that came out in my call. <laughs> and I was, I was doing a little bit more of a receiver or radio talk than, uh, than announcing, but, uh, no, much tougher than than what I expected, um, and uh, I think the hardest part with that is you have to talk as fast as your mind takes it in, and uh, you know I get called out in the tower sometimes. I get tongue tied, and I'm sure people's heard me. You know, I might say the wrong first name or or something like that. But uh, I mean, you were just calling it as fast as you see it, and I mean it's it's a lot harder than I think people give it credit for that they think. You know, it's cool when they roll out slow and you do all the cool introductions and stuff like that, but when you're actually calling race action, it, it toughens right up. Well, and that's what, you know, when, when we got there and the, the regular Bloomington Speedway announcer, and, and shout out to him, it was a great night and got to have, have a lot of fun with him, but uh, he was nervous because Jamie had told him that they had a rookie coming in, and and I sat down next to him, and he's like, hey, uh, so like, 
what all have you done? And, and I'm like, well, I'll be honest. I've, I've never called live racing action. Um, but then I forgot I have, uh, I called the great, uh, backyard go-kart race at Paragon, Indiana <laughs> last year. Um, <laughs> but I said, you know, we do a podcast. I'm, you know, I'm in the media and, and he goes, okay. He goes, we'll be fine then. And I said, but I've never called racing action. He goes, my fear was you'd never been behind a microphone. Right. And he said, if you're comfortable with a microphone, we can make everything yeah. else happen. And I'm like, oh no, mics we're good with. I'm, I, I have no problem with that. So yeah, much tougher. Um, but you know, I'll tell you, since you guys have started going live at Brownstown, you might notice because you hear me quite a bit with all the filming you do, but I've kind of changed my announcing style because I, I will add in tidbits here and there that I wouldn't have before because people in the grandstands wouldn't you know that one they couldn't hear those tidbits mm-hmm. and stuff like that so i have kind of changed you know you do you have to transition from track announcer to more of a broadcast announcer yes. and keep that balance to it um and, and i sometimes when the action's good i forget all about you guys recording i mean i'll be honest with you i just i'm yelling out what i see but then like we'll get under a caution or, or you know the, the action might slow down a little bit and i'll think okay i can throw in some tidbits of stuff that, that i know and i and i got to go back and say this too because it it connects to what you said when you were talking about the late model history in this area. You know, and I was sitting there at Bloomington Speedway, and it, and it was cool because everybody knows, or most people know, I grew up going to Bloomington Speedway. Right. It was my home track. And the announcer was sitting there, and he was asking me, he's like, have you been to Bloomington? I'm like, oh, I grew up here, man. I yeah. grew up in Mitchell. And he laughed, and he said, you know, who's your favorite driver? And I said, can you be from Mitchell, Indiana, and not be a Kevin Briscoe fan? Right on. Um so then, you know, we had some downtime there and, and we got on the mics and started talking about, you know, Kevin Briscoe and, and, and what it meant to be there. But as we talked about the Kinsers and the Briscoes and the Dick Gaines and the Dickie Gaines and the, you know, the guys and names that had raced sprint cars at Bloomington. And then I brought up, I said, you know, I said, I was a sprint car guy growing up, but to then know the names of late model guys, when you talk about this three four five county area right here it's the most ridiculous racing history you may ever see i i think so too and i'm sure you know if you go to somewhere else they're going to tell you no our drivers were, were better bs i, I think <laughs> i'm just I, gonna say it i'm probably biased because i grew up here but you know i've told you before i went all the way to volusia county speedway in the early 80s with my grandparents and the front row of the feature was ray godsey and russ petro you know, and that was before you had all these traveling sanctioning bodies and yeah. stuff like that. Well, and Kevin Briscoe just posted the other day, and it was really cool to see. He posted a, the the newspaper article from his first win at Bloomington Speedway. Who's third? Jeff Gordon. Oh yeah, who qualified fast time? So, like people forget, and I and I know people know the Gordon story. He moved here just so he could race. Yes, yeah, and that's not stopped. Look at all these California drivers who come to Indiana in the summers because this is where the best racing goes on. Don't get me wrong. There are other states. I'm not saying it's just us. There are other states. Pennsylvania has great sprint car racing yeah. that's going on. And, and, and the South has some great late model racing that's going on. But I'm telling you, when you talk about over the period of time in history, this small area right here is some of the most ridiculous names that have ever come out of racing where the andretti's moved to (laughs) again it's just it's nuts and and you put in bloomington speedway brownstown speedway and then if you look at big salem with the the names that have raced there 
I don't know. I, I will easily say there's not a triangle of racetracks in the country with the history that those three have combined. I remember going down to Big Salem watching Jeff Gordon drive the Diet Pepsi car for, for Bobby East. You know, well, I, we were the, we're the same age. We were born the same year. And No, you're older than me. No, I'm talking me and, me and Gordon. I'm actually older, a month older than Gordon, too. But uh, but I remember, you know, sitting there as, as a teenager watching Jeff Gordon race, you know, Big Salem. Yeah, it's – and I think and – I, and I said this in the booth on, on Friday. I think at times we get so jaded and so spoiled, I guess is the best word for it, we forget just how good the racing action mm-hmm. is around here. And I'm telling you – I know that we can all sit here and debate and things that have happened and we we've seen some of that fall off, but I'm telling you, I think we're on an upswing and I think we've got some young guys that that talent is, is right here coming back because we got some young guys in the sprint cars yes. that are extremely talented. You already talked about the modifieds. You got the Tyler Neals, Steve Pedens, Zach Burton, you know, in the late models. There is a ton of talent around here right well, let's now. Let's look at the super late models and it's hard for, you know, racetracks to hold a a uh, super late model you know event every weekend but uh Skyler lewis you know right yes. out of brownstown you know i think he's an up-and-comer and then you know you, you go over to florence molar area josh rice is turning his game on quite a bit also yeah and and i mean again you even talk all you got to do still to to make the argument for the state of indiana is still turn on any big event at eldora not one of these invitational ones. But listen to the K-Robs out of Bloomington. Yes. You know, the guys that that I don't think people sometimes realize are local guys until then. And and the talent is just unbelievable. I think so. Tyler Collins. Yeah, another great one. You know, New Year's Day, I traveled all the way to, to 411 Speedway in Tennessee, and, and, you know, Tyler was down there. So, you know, I, I like to see our local guys. You know, they're getting their name out there. Matt, let's take a quick break here for our first round of sponsors, and we'll be right back. Race Clean Products is the cleanest brand in motorsports. No matter if you're using the original or the all-new Fast Hands formula, you are guaranteed to keep your hands clean under the most intense racing situations. The original or blue formula is perfect to keep at the sink in your race shop and will ensure that you won't come home covered in grease and grime. But for those unavoidable messes at the track, and you don't have time for a sink and water, be sure to have a bottle of Fast Hands in your trailer. It could be your most important tool. Race Clean products can be found at www.goraceclean.com. Dirt to Media continues to expand its coverage of local racing for race fans. They've expanded to over 70 live events for the 2021 racing season. The live event schedule includes live weekly racing from Brownstown Speedway, Salem Speedway, and Thunder Valley. VIP members can still get all their on-demand racing coverage the next day for one monthly fee. And their monthly fee also includes live racing action each week from Thunder Valley Raceway. In addition to all of this local action, be on the lookout for special events from regional tracks around the Midwest. If you aren't getting your racing action from dirttomedia.tv, you're missing out on the best coverage in the Midwest. Gilpin Electric and Generator Services is a customer-first company that takes care of all your electric and generator needs. They're your go-to dealer, installer, and generator service company. Don't be stuck without power during severe weather this year. Contact Gilpin Electric and Generator Services on Facebook or call them at 812-953-1111. 
1261. We've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents. Let me tell you about my family's agent, Tommy Taylor. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place. Why is a dedicated agent so important? When you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. Contact info for Tommy, 812-372-4483 at extension 2447, or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number. Trust Tommy Taylor today. So, Matt, I want to go back in. I want to jump in on this question with you because one of the one of the controversies, I guess I should say, and um, this will definitely be one that I'll get a text message about nine thirty seven tomorrow morning. But I, I know who it's about. <laughs> one of the one of the controversies from Friday night, and I, I want to ask your opinion on it. Obviously, with a traveling series like the Indiana Late Model Series don't have tra- or don't have transponders at every track you know it, it's it, it's an added element so went with the good old trusty pill draw obviously there's a lot of drivers that don't like that pill draw and one of them and i don't think you'd have any problem in telling it uh steve peden um had a 30 and it clicked over to that last number and was a 92 so he started at the back of heat number three and and I'll be honest that at a small bull ring like Bloomington, he struggled to get through traffic. Um, wh- what's the other option? I, I really don't know, you know, right off the top of my head. I mean, because I didn't know he was going to ask me this question, so I didn't have no time to think I know, about I, it. I know. I threw it right at you. And uh, I, I don't know. You know, that's why I'm, I'm glad we do the, the hot lap qualifying mm-hmm. at, at Brownstown because that eliminates, you know, they still draw a number, but that just decides what heat race they're going to be in. But, you know, there's a lot of tracks we go to that there's no transponders. So, you know, it's kind of hard to do the, the hot lap qualifying for them. And, you know, I don't know. I, you know, to be honest with you, I, I don't have an idea. You know, and, and my question is, and and I and drivers that are listening, throw, you know, throw your thoughts back up. Is I, 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 it just come to my head. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but what was nascar doing Taking well that's the, that's the, exactly points. what i was going to say that that that's where i was going to go that's the only other idea i have and i'm not i'm not saying what brown sound this is not being critical of the pill draw. i'm right. just saying as i stood there after the races the main contention was pill draw. and and i'll be honest it, it was and i said it as i was announcing you know tyler neal starts up front on the pole of the the feature you got shelby and peden buried back in the field I said if if and Shelby did his best to run him down, but if they didn't get to him before he checked out, it was going to be a long night oh, yeah. for them to work through. I I think that the the idea of the NASCAR style in a traveling series rewards the guys who follow who your travel. series, yes, and who are there. So I do think that NASCAR style of saying we're going to put you, we're going to line you up based on points, points. And then you're going to got to get you know you're going to have the guy that's that's deep in the points. Well, that's not fair because you're putting the strong guys up front. You know we're never going to please everyone. And, and Josh Harris just commented here, and 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 I appreciate his comment. He says I like pill draws. In my eyes, it makes the faster drivers work for a win rather than run away. Mm-hmm. And I agree. And I know that's why tracks have started inverts. That's why. Well, we invert at mm-hmm. we we draw a you know two three or four. They halt lap qualify, but then we draw an invert for 
the fast times in the heat races. And, and I and I do agree with that 100% that it, it, it creates that. But I think there's a difference, and you, and you tell me whether you agree or disagree. I think there's a difference between inverting some of those front guys and sticking a guy deep in the field. What, mm-hmm. what my fear with that is is does – and I, I don't have the data or the actual numbers – does it increase cautions? Does it in- because when you put a guy that is that much faster than the guys around him, it just seems to cause issues. My thought. Well, I have to agree with you. I just, you know, years and years ago, when my buddy Keith raced, you know, that was my job when we went to the racetrack. Was back then you rolled out bingo balls. My job was to to roll, you know, his draw out for where he was going to start the heat race and. You know, so as soon as we get to the racetrack, you know, right there at the the pit shack, they had the bingo ball set up for each class, and you rolled it out. You know, and if it said oh something, you were screwed. You know, in your heat race, you knew you were, and uh, you know, it kind of set the tone for the whole night. So you know, I, I've been on both sides of that. You know, I've been a track employee and, and had people complain to me, and then you know, I went with the buddy and watched him like, oh my gosh, you know, now I'm gonna start the tail of the heat race and. I yeah, do got to tell this funny story on Steve Peden because obviously he drew a 92. It, it was hurt. But he did tell a funny story that they were at Scottsburg one year and he said Don was still racing and, and he was in the super stock and he said he goes up to draw. So they were doing the pull tabs. Yeah, that's what they do at Scottsburg. And he said he opens it and it says double zero. And he thought, oh, all right. And then Don told him, no, that's, that's 100. 100. Yeah. <laughs> and he said it's the only time he's ever seen the double zero pull tab and he said i had to go and said it still hangs in my shop because (laughs) drew he said i think i'm starting on the pole no yeah other end but i I mean i I wish we could come up with something for the guys and you know i sympathize with with josh there you know it's it's hard to please every aspect of of the race car driver I, i don't i don't know what the answer would be and that's what, and I'm not saying again. I want to be clear. I'm not being critical of what the Indiana Late Model Series is doing. I'm not. I'm not bashing in any shape and form. I'm just asking. What's yeah. some other options? Because now, Terre Haute has transponders, so when we go there Sunday, they'll get to hot lap qualify. So see, that's a, that'll be a traveling class that you know it'll be like that. But you know, not every every place mm-hmm. runs a transponder. And I agree with this. Josh Harris just gave a great, great point. He said, I'm a slower car, and it makes me a better driver to race with faster cars and a pill draw. You get the chance to follow and learn and race clean. And I do agree. Oh, yeah. yeah, I do too. I do agree because if you, you know, you get to see those lines, and 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 I agree. And Josh, I think you've got very, very valid points, and, and I, I don't disagree with you at all. I just – You know, when, when I was a kid, we raced – every class qualified, but there's only two or three classes a night. Yes. You know, Brownstown averages five classes in an evening – and you know we can't do that for every class and again when you travel you don't know what that track has to offer for you know a traveling series and i do want to say this real quick because we jumped in there about you know hot lap qualifying and and i got to give a huge shout out to royal purple um and jp hyden and what they're trying to do and guys if you don't you know give royal purple a chance with the products they offer you really really should because this is a company that's really looking for the opportunity to be directly involved in regional dirt racing and and really giving a shot here at the Indiana Late Model Series and um, sponsoring that Quick Time Award and and I I want to say right now we've 
We've had two um, so far in the Indiana Late Model Series. The first one was Keegan Cox, and that's a mm-hmm. kid we haven't talked about, but yes. another young kid that's got a ton of talent and is only going to get better. But I agree. I can't say enough, and, I, and I've had the opportunity to walk down not nearly as many times as you to Victory Lane and, and be around drivers that won something, and 99.9% of the time they are always grateful. But mm-hmm. you talk about a kid that was excited that first night. We gave him a plaque and some oil, but – it was so cool to see him get to pull out on the front stretch, be introduced, you know, and just have that excitement right there for a second. And and it was just, I mean, the kid couldn't be more thankful just for that opportunity and, and a really, really cool thing. Well, that, I mean, stuff like that, I think, helps them out with their PR, you know, because when he goes looking for sponsors, he can say, hey, you know, I, I've got this now, I've done this. That's why I wish we had time to do more podium interviewing after the races. Yeah. Top three, because you know second third place work their hind ends off a lot you yeah. know and only one guy gets to pull up on the concrete and and brag about himself so and you know sometimes time just doesn't allow mm-hmm. that but you know i think some of the bigger races we need to try to get to top three as often as we can and they're just you know to let as many people as possible toot their horn you know and then we talk about the second one there, Royal Purple Quick Time Award winner, and we've we've already touched on tonight. But Tyler Neal goes out and breaks the track record um, set in 2017 by Hudson O'Neill. Yes, um, there. And but I do have to point out because I'll be in trouble. That I can't get in too much trouble. This 9:37 a.m. text. Steve Peden did break the track record prior to his brother-in-law going out and showing him up. Yes, and he we wanted me to be clear. That, that was the case but i did realize that because for those that don't know steve is a spot is sponsored by royal purple this year on the nose of that really good looking race car and i thought in the whole branding scheme i thought oh my gosh peden is going to break the track record at brownstown he's going to be the royal purple quick time we're going to go down and give him this award royal purple's on his car royal purple is going to eat this up and tyler neal said no yeah no the m2 designs you know o'neill salvage cars is, is going right there to the quick time award you know since you brought up pete i'm gonna have to apologize the last time we raced at brownstown i announced that was his first weekend at brownstown and uh, chelsea was real quick to point out to me that i was incorrect he was there the week before also so i sorry steve i apologize for that i had it pumped up he's gonna win your first your first night out at brownstown but it was your second night so i, I screwed up on that and well he's hard to miss unless he's in the uke tires yeah so, all right, we're going to move away from this for just a second because I, I, I'm curious to get your thought on this as well because... You put me on the spot with all this I, stuff. I am, but the superstar racing experience, the SRX, started by Ray Evernham, Tony Stewart. We're, I think I saw today 45 days away. Um, first of all, they posted a picture the other day that good things come in threes. I don't know if you saw the picture, but I, it's... I did not. It's Tony and his XRX srx suit michael waltrip and bobby labani now i knew waltrip was big Mm -hmm. i didn't realize how big bobby labani and tony stewart look like children next to waltrip well they look like jockeys yeah i mean yeah they're under his shoulder i think michael waltrip six six i mean it's unbelievable the picture i mean waltrip looks just massive and again you don't usually see race car drivers that are 6'6". Yeah. So, yeah. Um, just pretty amazing. But 
I'm going to be honest, and I know that you know everybody's always got opinions about these new things, but I am really, really excited about this. They're focusing on short tracks. They're going to be at the National Fairgrounds, Iowa, Knoxville, Eldora, um, Saturday nights. It's on CBS. They are pairing these guys up with legendary drivers, with young crew chiefs, young drivers with legendary crew chiefs. Ray Evernham's putting all the cars together the same way. I think this is going to be a really, really cool thing. And, and again, I'm biased. I'm a Stewart fan, but I'll be honest, watching what Stewart has done post-racing career, I mean, he was great in the race car, but what he's done at Eldora, he's not he's not failed at many things. I think this is going to be I rock on steroids. I, it's a, it's a, I agree. I and agree. We're going to find out if it's all driver. And you look at something, Tony Kanaan yeah. is in this deal. I mean, well, I watched Tony Kanaan drive a dirt late model <laughs> at one of the very first dreams at Eldora. And uh, for a guy that raced any car and got in a dirt late model, he's going to be fun. I was impressed with him then. So I, I'm kind of excited about him getting in this. That's what I think is going to be so much fun is when you look at these guys, it is. It is that old IROC series, you know, on steroids, as you said. You're going to get to see, and, and I love the idea. I mean, Bill Elliott is coming yeah. back. You know, Bobby Labonte is coming back. You know, I'm excited to see those legends, but I'm also excited to see some of these young guns run against these legends. I'm going to go back to what Josh Harris just said. Imagine if you're a young driver and got the chance to jump in the SRX. How would you like to follow Bill Elliott, Tony Kanaan, Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte around some of these racetracks? I mean that's a that's a life changing experience to get to follow yeah. them for a few laps. I agree. And um, look, look at the careers this could start. <laughs> I mean it's yeah. it, it is it's just and again even if you're talking about the younger crew chiefs that they're planning to put on the box with these these veterans, imagine learning what truly what kind of information you need to get from your driver. I mean if you're talking to a Bill Elliott, Bobby Labonte, Tony Stewart. As a young crew chief, you're probably getting information you didn't even know you needed to ask yes. for. Yeah. And that is that is going to be a huge opportunity going forward. So I, I just got to say again, I, and again, I know people are, you know, everybody likes to bash something before it got started, but I'm going to say you can't continue to say we need more racing, we need more racing, we need more racing. It's dying, it's dying, it's dying. And then when guys go out and do things like this, beat it up. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's see what it is. I mean, this is another opportunity. It's it could be the WWE football, you know. It could, it could, or it might be the next best thing. That's I, I agree a hundred percent. And I, you know, kudos to to Ray Evernham and kudos to Tony Stewart. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't it have been cool to see those two hooked up in their heyday. <laughs> Seriously, it it I think it would have been unfair because I think. I think, and I'm a big Zippadelli guy. I thought Zippy was unbelievable in the box. But Evernham has a fire for winning, mm-hmm. even beyond what Zippy does. Yeah, Zippy was always the one that could kind of bring Tony back down and level. I don't know what I. I would have been afraid Evernham and Stewart would have fist fought after every race, well, win or lose. You're probably right because. <laughs> You know, Gordon stayed pretty calm, and, and Ray was the one that got wound up. So you're you're probably right. I mean, it that, would have been a fist fight yeah. in the trailer every every. Or Tony, <laughs> Tony would have just pulled in and got out and fist fought in the middle of the race. Yeah, yes. yeah. But if they could have balanced those two personalities, it would have been unbelievable. Yeah, I I agree. 
I mean, it just there's so much talent in those two, and and so again, I'm I'm excited to see this, and I, like I said, I think that, I, and I'm going to say this, and again, I, I know I said I was biased, and I am. You know, Tony is a you know huge, um, you know I'm a huge fan of Tony's, but kudos to him. He's another guy who could have retired and invested in some you know business outside of the racing world where he could have just ran his team and you know vacationed in cancun the dude owns eldora speedway and runs it he runs Stuart haas racing he has produced two dirt racing video games yes. and i don't want to hear it no it's not i racing it wasn't meant to be i racing again neither was world of outlaw sprint cars on playstation 2 that everybody went crazy over that i would still play today if i could find a copy of it do you have a playstation 2 no i would need that too okay so i got the game i just don't have a playstation 2 anymore but here's the thing we, we complain and com- complain we got to get the young people involved That's my point that tony stewart video game is going to get the young people involved so it, it and and just kudos to him for continually investing back in trying to preserve what racing is. And again, I, you don't have to like him. You can hate him. You can what, but respect the guy for what he's doing. I agree. I mean, that's that's all I'm going to say. Again, and I, I'll, I'll show my bias. I am a fan of his, but I agree with you 100%. My son is getting more interested in dirt racing because we go up and play the Tony Stewart All-American Racing Game. And what's great about that is we're not – and and this is my favorite part the sprint car game was cool the all-american racing game is even better in my opinion we're not racing late models most of the time we're racing pure stocks we're racing Mm -hmm. legend cars so alan is seeing things other than winged and non-winged sprints yes late models he is seeing the everyday guys weekend warrior classes and and i love that part of it yeah i i agree and when they go to the racetrack they can they can look at, oh, okay, I drove this in Tony's game. Yeah. Know, when the pure stocks roll out. Yeah. Instead of thinking, oh, time to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, and again, I think people forget and they think when you're you're just, and don't get me wrong, I, Tony's got way more money than I'll ever have, but I think when they think you're that wealthy, like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, he's put a lot of money out on the line. And, you know, and I appreciate it. Again, it's another guy trying to build what we're doing. Um, want to jump in on this real quick too, you know, because we were coming up here this Sunday was was originally to be the makeup date for the Indian Icebreaker, um, and again, <laughs> race fans at times can be the worst stewards of this sport. I get it; it it's not a perfect situation. I get you maybe bought a ticket and didn't. I'm telling you, post it on Facebook Marketplace here in August. You will sell your wristband. Oh, yeah. Um, without a doubt. But went ahead and postponed it again, and we'll get into when and how unbelievable that weekend will be. But due to grandstand upgrades, and I'm going to give a huge shout-out here to the Fair Board and Jim Price and everybody involved in that because those – bleachers outside of the covered grandstands have needed replaced for a long time and it's happening a lot of people probably don't know this but before the jackson 100 last year myself and four other guys spent uh, probably three hours before we opened the gates putting new boards in just so people could sit on them from last year so this is 
above and beyond time to replace some of those boards and you know unfortunately yeah it, it screwed up on a sunday but i think when they made the arrangements with the, the contractors that there wasn't going to be any racing on that sunday right you know so they thought, yeah this ain't gonna hurt anything we'll start on sunday and you know i'm sure when the race fans show up and it's done they're going to be very appreciative of the new seating and and is there maybe i'm, I'm going to throw this out. this is where i'm excited yes would i love to see lucas back on sunday and and see the conclusion of the icebreakers i'm telling you i know the issues that happened with the track back in march but if you've not come back and watched brownstown speedway jim's got that track yeah really really good and a lot of people might not even know he had a hundred load tracks or loads of dirt hauled in and you know over the winter it froze and it thawed and it froze and it thawed and you know there was just not time to get the track worked in you know to get it where it is right now like you said i mean we've had some exceptional racing at brownstown speedway tyler neal breaks hudson o'neill's record on that track i mean again it's i'm telling you this track is fast and when lucas comes back it's only going to be better but moving that to the thursday night of jackson 100 Mm -hmm. weekend i'm telling you right now jackson weekend last year was the most epic thing i've ever seen I'm, i'm almost to the point i think we need to take our campers over this week to get a spot for jackson 100 weekend because i'm telling you thursday night lucas oil the indian icebreaker makeup yeah friday night the night before the jackson full lucas oil show plus the bowman 50 yes saturday night the jackson 100 i'm telling you that is i I believe and i'm pretty sure over one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars in prize money those three races well me and you you talked last year you know we camped there and it had a an eldora style feel absolutely you know the camp i mean we were out of campground yeah you couldn't find a spot i mean it got so big and it's what i laughed about at the no way out 40 because we we were talking about do you do you pit some of them outside of the fence and you're worried about that at the jackson 100 we had people coming in we had haulers coming in parking just in the driving lane and unloading right there yes because it's the only where the only place they could find to to do it i mean it was just one of the most amazing weekends i've ever seen and i'm telling you it's only going to be wilder this year i agree so again i get it you maybe can't be there that thursday night i I, and it's i i hate it but someone is willing to buy that wristband i promise you because it's going to be a heck of a weekend so I, I, I agree. I want to jump in here real quick, Matt. Actually, let's let's pause here for our second round of sponsors, and we'll come right back. I want to go, when we come back, Matt, I want to talk here a little bit about the other classes and where the points are at right okay, now. Okay, yeah. Hey, Matt, what would you say is one of your most prized possessions? Oh, it has to be my racing T-shirts. And you've got an impressive collection. But I heard about a new place, p3racingshirts.com. Where? is the one and only place offering genuine custom racing shirts with no minimum quantities. Their shirts are printed in full color using the latest technology and direct-to-garment printing. They have custom designs for several different car types and specialize in our favorite, dirt track racing. That has to be great for the local driver. You don't have to buy all those up front. Absolutely, and they don't have to hold all that inventory at home. What did you say that was again? P3RacingShirts.com. Let's check them out. Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea is the place for any race fan to get racing memorabilia. 
Mark and Jamie Schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would like, from prints, keychains, magnets, buttons, and much more. Stop by the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea Booth and let Bronze Bobby know what they can do for you. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports wraps and apparel. P3 Graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry. Give them a try on your next project and you won't be sorry. You can contact them via email, phone, or on Facebook on the P3 Graphics page. To find out more, go to www.p3graphix.com. Again, that's www.p3graphics.com. Jeremy Owens has a reputation for being fast on the track, but also very clean in how he races other drivers. He takes the same approach to his business, OCC construction and seamless gutters. He'll give you the best price, complete the job in the quickest timeline possible, all while giving you the best quality craftsmanship you can find. Jeremy believes that his word is everything, and the best form of advertising is word of mouth. He wants every customer happy when he finishes a job. So if it's new gutters, renovation projects, decks and patios, or a full home remodel, give OCC Construction and Seamless Gutters a call today. When you call them, let them know Thirsty Goat Entertainment sent you. You can contact OCC at 812-592-7899. All right, we are back. Um, let's jump right in there to that, that UMP modified um, points, Matt. And you already talked about him right off the top, Jordan Weaver. Yeah. But I do want to – I can't believe we left it out when he's talking about the young guns. Zach Stalker, second year in the modified. Yes. It was a non-points night for him, but he's got a feature win this year in the modified. Absolutely. Yeah, and he's setting fourth in the points. So I, I think he's uh, getting a grip on the, uh, the modified – kind of upgraded over the winter and uh, i think it's to his liking and then as i look here you know down there braden watson right there matt boatneck always right there um i do want to bring up this this guy too you know brentley right there number six at that 148 car rookie this year in the modified rookie in the modified picked up a heat race win yes um at bloomington and when i say heat i mean hot race win the dude was on fire underneath the car. Oh, wow. To the point that the tower stopped him on a caution to check. When he went through one and two, the whole underside of that thing was on fire, leaking fluid. But I'm telling you what, Brent could feel the chance to get his first heat race win in that modified. He put it on the top side, and he wasn't getting off of it. It Good was pretty impressive. Good, Good deal. So again, I mean, you just look down that list, and and a lot of exciting guys, like you said, Matt, you know, Zach Stalker, Braden Watson. Can't say enough about that kid. You know, he has just been Braden over the last year or so has really been bitten by the bad luck mm-hmm. bug. Yes, he just has too many times getting hit with that. I'll give a shout out to Bill Lewis. He's actually stepped his game up quite a bit this year from last year. Also, he uh, he's kind of turned his uh, you know his program around also. So I'll give a big shout out to Bill. As we look at that P3 Graphics Indiana Late Model Series, again, Tyler Neal with the lead right now. Going into Bloomington, Steve Peden was in the lead by two points. Um, Tyler picked up the heat race win, which I, I announced there on the broadcast, and uh, and I knew at that point Tyler had come in. But you look down that list, again, I mean, this group is going to be so much fun to see how the rest of this year shakes out. you got Tyler Neal. Shelby Miles, Steve Peden, Alan Magner, who has gotten off to a great, yes, great start this season. 
Zach Burton picks up a heat race win um, at Bloomington as well. Keaton Strevel, Josh Bowler, Robert Rainey. I mean, Tyler Collins is down here. Keegan Cox is down here. Colton Sullivan is down here. Tyler Kane. And again, I know in points right now he's in 20th, hasn't ran a ton of races. I don't know that he's going to follow the whole thing, but I'm telling you, in that new Rocket chassis, Tyler shows up at Brownstown. He's a threat to win the race. I like the yellow car, too. Oh, it looks good. It looks good. So, I mean, as you look down this list, again, and we talk about all the time this Indiana Pro Late Model Series, but there's 10 guys any given night that can pick up the win. I agree. Pewter Hall Superstocks. And shout out to JT Huffman getting his first <laughs> win at Brownstown Speedway. The, the, and the dude is right there on top of points. And yeah. I know he he talked to uh, Matt Lamar there in our Dirt to Media shop talk and, and said, you know, he was struggling with what he was going to do going forward, whether he was going to try and run Brownstown all the time um, or just hit or miss. And he, and he was going to see where he was at points wise here in, at the end of May. Obviously, a huge weekend for the Super Stocks coming up this weekend with the Scott Patman Memorial. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see JT back and see what yeah. happens there. But the guy in second place, Zach Sasser, fast youngster right there. Again, when I said changing of the guard, Sasser, is when he's out on the racetrack, you have to watch him because I, I tell you, I think uh, he is going to be a, a force in, in the Super Stocks. Then go down the list a little bit there. Fifth and sixth place, you got Derek Clegg and Tanner Shastine who both – are a threat to win anytime they get out on the track. I agree. As we move over there to the all-in-one pure, I almost said all-in-one pure, all-in-one pool pure stocks, um, I, Tommy Fleener leading it, and I don't want to take anything away, but man, has Dustin Carr looked fast. I agree. Another first-time winner with Dalton Rourke in the O2D. First time he he's won at uh, – at Brownstown, so and one of the coolest victory lane interviews I've heard you do. You know when he when he just said, "It's Brownstown." Yeah, you know, this is Brownstown. I agree. Um, but I also want to point out here that we and we've talked a lot about it on the pre-race show. But one of the coolest stories, not only Dustin Carr and how successful he's been off the start here this this year, but eighth place right there, Preston Carr, his eleven year old son. Old. Um, there was a heat race a couple weeks ago that he was starting behind Donnie Wilson. I was trying to figure out the age gap between Dirt Track Donnie and Preston right there. Um, well, Donnie runs the number 78 because he graduated high school in 1978. So that might help you with... Well, I, I said on the broadcast that I believe he started racing in a Model T that Henry Ford <laughs> put together himself. So um, I may have been a little bit too old right yeah, there might, but it but not much <laughs> but because uh, i'm old and i was seven when he graduated high school so <laughs> but you know that, but that like I, I told ryan you know they're on the the post race show i said how cool is that though you got an 11 year old kid and for those that are at the racetrack dirt track donnie is like you know one of the legends of oh, yeah. brownstown speedway and such a good guy and you and you you've got him both of them right right together well, put, he's what 61 yeah so he's 50 50 year difference yeah wow (laughs) that's yeah too cool as we move over there to the hornets and i i I don't know i know you're usually the nickname guy um but jacob owens has come out of the gate strong and in that 20 that black and green 20 j 
I have just said he's the North Vernon nightmare. I mean, it looks like Jimmy Owens coming around there and a yeah. and a and a Hornet, and I just say he's the North Vernon nightmare there, Jacob Owens, and dude, he is he's smooth and and he looks really really strong. He he does. And again, as you look down that list there, you know, Shannon Walp, you're you're always going to deal with him there in that in that class. Um, Shane Reed down the list there. You know, a lot of really, really strong. Davey Wagner, I think he's he's definitely improved this year from last year. And, and I'm gonna give a shout out to Brandon Crockett also. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think I think he's improving also. And then we we move into the Cranmer Vicks. Um, oh, Crown Vicks, uh, the Cranmer family reunion, as you say. I'll tell you, you just that is the one class you have to memorize all the first names because. <laughs> You know, it's what you it's Michael, Jeff, Trevor. Well, but if you, you just know. say Cranmer passes Cranmer, about ninety nine percent of the time, you're you've got it. Well, that was a movie back in the eighties. No, that was Kramer <laughs> versus Kramer. That's <laughs> that. That's the movie we need to produce. Cranmer passes Cranmer. Oh yeah. But again, and and I'm I'm gonna say it, we've talked a lot about this group on this on this show, but this Crown Vic group is just so much fun to watch, and you know, and it's um great racing. Yes. Um. And just tons of tons of battles between these guys, and and uh, a lot of fun. But I'm telling you, a lot of points battles here throughout. Oh yeah, it's, it's early. Brown sounds it, it's speed already uh, it's already building up. But uh, I think uh, Michael Cranmer should be the prince of the Crown Vic, though, because he he has the most wins at Brownstown. I don't know over the whole series. You know, you might have to tell me that. But at Brownstown, you know, he's uh, Michael's the guy to pay attention. He's to the guy to beat there for sure. Yes. And Chris Workman kind of helped get the Crown Vic started, and, and then jumps back back in, into a late model. Yeah, you, you know, yeah. I, he, it, and again, another guy who you know, I'm excited to see him back in a late model. Yes, um, for sure. But again, a guy that gave back to the sport there and got this series started and got this series on dirt, yes. which was a big thing, and um, just a lot of excitement there. And so, lastly, I want to say again, and this was so cool because NBC NASCAR on NBC shared it, but. Uh, big big uh, street stock race at Salem Speedway this past weekend and Chuck Barnes Sr. wins with Chucky Barnes Jr. Uh, Chuck Barnes Jr. coming in second. They do their iconic same uh, celebration they had last year for the firecrack. They go nose-to-nose burnouts on the front stretch. NASCAR on NBC picked that up on social media and shared cool. it out and said, you know, the Barnes father-son duo celebrate a win at, at Salem Speedway. And again... We, we talked we started this episode talking about history and you you just talk about what all of these places are and the racers that have been there and that kind of stuff it's just really amazing what we have the opportunity to watch i'm gonna go back to your preston car donnie wilson gap i don't know if anyone realizes when Vern saturday night lefevers is at brownstown speedway he is 82 years old racing you know the keegan coxes the tyler neals in their 20s so that's even a larger age gap right yeah. there yeah and he don't miss a beat no not at all <laughs> no and, and i have heard some stories that he was rather rowdy in the day well i don't know if you've looked at any older pictures of him there but i'm pretty confident no one went to his pit to start anything and that's a great point when i say rowdy i mean you didn't yeah if you thought he drove you rough, you went home thinking it. Yeah. You didn't voice it. Yes. Is 
And uh, I got to talk to him when we had practice at the beginning of the year. And for an 82-year-old man, I hope, you know, he's still barrel-chested in a man that could probably still take care of business if it came down to it. At 82, I hope I can crawl in a race car. I hope I'm Let still breathing at 82. That's, I'm just going to be honest <laughs> with you. That's a fair point, too. Yeah. I hope I'm not worm dirt and above ground. That's all I'm hoping for, man. That's... Uh, so Matt, we're we're at an hour, and what else are you looking forward to here coming up for the season? I'm looking forward to the races at Brownstown, but I'm going to be honest with you, I'm looking forward to some of the off weekends because uh, you know we kind of started off, you know, me and Chelsea started off on, hey, let's go to the tracks we you know we haven't been to or our, she hasn't been to, and I haven't been to in many years, and I'm kind of looking more forward to that. Is we're off, where are we going to go? You know, probably gonna go go watch or, you know, stuff like that. So I'm kind of broadening my horizons, and uh, we're gonna try to venture out to racetracks that neither one of us have been to on our off weekends. And you know, I gotta make sure I get more races than you do. So yeah, yeah, because you gained one on me at Bloomington. Yeah, I did get you one on Bloomington. Um, so well so that's that's my goal this year is to go maybe go see some places that i've never seen that's awesome what's yours you know probably what i'm looking forward to the most honestly is just this indiana late model series man and i and i think you know and i got to give a shout out here too to, to to ryan bowling and what what he's really pushed to do here with you know having the events live and and you know the pre-race show that he's come up with the concept and the post-race show to kind of give these guys a true full production feel um and you know the 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 royal purple partnership that's come in i'm just so excited to see where this thing goes and and man they are just putting on tremendous tremendous racing right now and and it's going to be a lot of fun watching them battle it out throughout the summer i agree with you well, guys, we will be back in two weeks. Um, like I said on the uh, social media post, the the crew from Masterbuilt was supposed to be here tonight. Um, had some guys under the weather, so rescheduled. So May 12th, we'll be back in two weeks with the uh, crew from Masterbuilt talking about the all the new things going on down there and the new modified chassis that they're, uh, they're developing right now. So don't miss that. Um, as we go out here, want to thank our last round of sponsors. Everybody have a great night, and we'll see you in two weeks. Do you have storm damage to a tree or trees in your yard? A stump from a tree you cut down years ago that's become an eyesore in your yard. A tree that continues to creep over your pool, house, or driveway. Give our friends at Kane's Tree Service a call today for a free estimate on tree trimming, tree removal, or stump removal. They're fully insured and have the experience for any job. Don't continue wishing you'd get those trees or stumps taken care of. Call Kane's Tree Service today at 812 344 Have you heard of Fresh Prince? If not, let me give you a player tip. Fresh Prince is our number one source for anything branding. Shirts, sweatshirts, quarter zips, they can do them all and personalize them to tell your story. If you're looking to outfit a team, youth group, school organization, family reunion, or even a mildly successful podcast branding, let Dustin and his team at Fresh Prince help you look your best. Looking for something different? A personalized bag? 
blanket, animal apparel? Yep, they can help you do it. Do you have a case of writer's block? Is that perfect design eluding you? Try their online design tool. They are available to help. That's the service you can expect from Fresh Prince. Since 2011, Fresh Prince has been here to help you brand whatever team you're a part of. They're located in Southern Indiana, but are available online. It's easy to find them. Just Google Fresh Prince. That's Prince with a Z. Don't forget the Z. That's Fresh Prince, keeping you looking fresh since 2011. This episode is presented by Thirsty Goat Entertainment. www.thirstygoatent.com and shopthirstygoat.com.